all bad things. Tragedy. Tragedies, disasters. That's bad things. Trigger warning for everything possible. What? Hello. I'm Rachel. And I'm David. And this is All Bad Things. That yes. should have picked up the whisper. Well, I guess. <laughs> we'll find out. Yeah, I guess we'll see. Uh, follow us Insta, Twitter, Facebook at All Bad Things Pod. Email us allbadthingspod at gmail.com. Um, by the time this comes out, our All Bad Things anti capitalist holiday Extra- gift extravaganza. Extravaganza Bonanza. Bonanza. We'll be well underway. So we have, oh, recording levels too high. Sorry. Anyway, okay. Um, professional operation here. There you go. Uh, we had, as of this recording, which is with like 24 hours left for participation, 35 participants. That's awesome. Including us. Yes. So somebody's going to get us, each of us, <laughs> individually. Not, not to keep. No. <laughs> We're not the gifts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have to promise to have us back by thanks or uh, Thanksgiving, <laughs> Christmas. I we're both doing that. I I confused um, Christmas for Thanksgiving earlier too. I kept saying Thanksgiving and I meant yeah. Christmas. Holiday, holiday, whatever. The, tis the holiday season. Tis the holiday season. Yes, we have. Uh, I'm super excited about our Christmas episode this year. Oh so yes, is, so, so is Jesse. Yes, uh, miracle sewed per usual. Um, Alex made a great suggestion, and I'm very excited about it. Excellent. And we'll also do a New Year's miracle sewed. And Alex is still in good shape, for the most part. You know, or I relatively need to, speaking, I I have to admit, I need to like ask her more specifically yeah. about that. She's been good at like being in touch, but she's just kind of mentioned like, um, oh, have you thought about this topic or whatever? Um, and commenting just kind of regular stuff. I've been bad about checking in on her. I feel bad. That's for that. Bad. No, I need to. Um, I mean, I think it's a good sign that she's, I think she's messaging, yes. you know? I think that's good. So, um, <laughs> you know what? It's probably just it's 2020 and we're all doing as well as we possibly can. Um, but I am trying so hard. So I went, I realized, so you know when I tell people, when I say on our show, Jesse Pinkman. It's okay. Uh, when I say, when I say Jesse Pinkman, no, when I say that, like, if you have a suggestion, email us, cause mm-hmm. then I keep track of it better. Well, cause here's what I do. If you message us like on Facebook or Instagram or, or tweet us or something, I screenshot it and say, oh, I'll put that on the list. And then like I did yet, uh, like yesterday or two days ago, I realized that I haven't followed up on any of them for months i literally went through all my iphone photos for the past six months (laughs) and there's a million cat photos finally added there is but finally added all of these topics it was like 25 topics i added because i had just let them pile up so anyway (laughs) um now that that's settled really trying hard to organize the the spreadsheet and get it all ready especially because Tis tax preparation preparation season <laughs> as I uh, prepare for. It's the right deluge. around the corner. It is. It sure is. 
Can we let him out? That's going to bug me. He's right here. He's oh. not making him. No, he's just, what is he scratching at? Nothing. I don't know what you're... Am I just hearing things? I think no, you are. I'm just hearing phantom scratches. That's anyway. what happens after 180 episodes of tragedy. Oh, my God. And this is 179. Oh, yeah, no, this one. Yeah. I was kind of kidding about 180, but no. wow, we're one away from it. No, and that's one thing I wanted to talk about. Um, so we have kind of bandied about the idea of doing something for our 200th episode, which will be like early May next year. Um, we have... Con- Considered if we can figure out how to pull it off technologically, doing like a live stream of our video 200- stream, video stream, yes, mm-hmm. of our two hundredth episode. I like I I think the easiest way to do it is going to be on YouTube. We just have to figure out a way to record it. We just have to figure out how to do it at the same time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so um, so that might be happening. We make no guarantees. Yeah. But that's a possibility. That's our idea. Yes. Yes. Um, my my YouTube channel will will then have all of thirty six followers. <laughs> Very good. Um, yeah, you got to start somewhere. Yes, and I'm trying to plot out all of our topics up until that point. Um, so, and because it's tax season, that means everybody who submitted research is going to hear their topic come up. So, if you have, <laughs> just know that it's coming. Exactly between April and uh, May. Exactly, especially like February, March is mm-hmm. the is the biggest crunch time. So, um, <clears throat> and then what we have to look forward to uh, today. I found out this is December fourth. Today, I found out I got into grad school. Yes, you did. So, <laughs> speaking of which, oh yeah, congratulations! Well, cheers it. Yes. Thank you. What are we cheersing with? Oh, we are cheersing with uh, Tremana Small Batch Tequila, mm-hmm. but the Blanco. Uh, it is hecho en México, ah. of course, because I think si. I think agave hang on, has. Hang on, we gotta get the the sound. There we go. <laughs> I think agave has to be from Mexico, like Scotch has to be from Scotland. I don't know; I could be wrong. Okay. Something like that. That is good. Ooh, yes. Mm, that's nice. Yeah. Sorry for the two seconds of dead air. <laughs> um, so I will be <laughs> probably just busy all the time for like the foreseeable future. Yeah. But we'll do my best to uh, keep in control. All right. What are we drinking? We're both drinking the same thing. We Aside are. from the tequila. Yes, we are. It'll we be are a fun having, episode. Uh, yes, it will be. We are having Deep Rivers Crumble to the Core. Mm-hmm. This is their apple pie blonde ale. Mm-hmm. It's very good. It's a good seasonal yes. one for sure. All right. I'm not even done. I have like multiple bullet points to get to. So, okay. Tease episode 200. Did that. Uh, catching up in preparation. Did that. So in catching up, <laughs> I realized like there was a bunch of other comments that I meant to say when they were more timely. But I don't can't remember if I did, so I'm just gonna say them all now. I might be saying things twice. I don't know. Anyway, uh, so we did uh, British Airways uh, flight 5390. That was the um, the guy, the pilot. <laughs> the guy, the pilot. The guy, the pilot. That almost got Flapping sucked out, out of the, the plane. Yes, the miracle. So mm-hmm. poor Tim. Yes. Poor Tim. Anyway, um, other so. Uh, Shit, who suggested that? Anyway, I shouted them out in the initial episode. Also, suggesting that was these, Ash. These notes are going really well. I know. It was Ash and Carolyn <laughs> Ann. They both also suggested So thank you, guys. I did not do a good job at note-taking on that. Um, also, I, I 
do not remember if I already mentioned this, but Maurice pointed out, remember our big game episode? Mm -hmm. He pointed out that Stanford is the cardinal, not the cardinals. I pointed that out as well. Yeah, but do you know why? He pointed out why. I I don't. I I meant to research that and I forgot. Because it's referring to the color. Cardinal red. Okay. So that's why. That might be also why they just have a creepy Christmas tree for a mascot. (laughs) Look that up if you want to laugh. The the, (laughs) The the Stanford Cardinal mascot. (laughs) You would think it would be a bird. Yeah, like a cardinal. But it's not. Oh, that's funny. Um, And then also, this is from I don't know how far back. Anyway, Chris in Melbourne, Australia. Oh, by the way, I apologize for not... Uh, taking down your name this was a recent comment but one of our listeners from australia said that you especially had a great australian accent me yes what (laughs) hey it's from a genuine australian okay (laughs) uh whatever you're smoking there in in genuine australia (laughs) please ship some of it here because i want to i want to visit a parallel universe because apparently that's how you heard it But Chris in Melbourne, uh, I don't remember the context for this. This is literally months ago, but asked me to shout out his cricket club, which is a very Australian thing. Yeah, cricket. Uh Yeah, no, they don't collect crickets. Well, it could be. No, no, we're talking this sport. People do weird things. People do do weird things. (laughs) Anyway, he might be winding me up on this name, but I'm going to say it anyway. The Thornberry Turf Strokers Cricket Club. Nice. I like it. <laughs> so shout out to you guys uh, if I haven't already the shouted you strokers. out. The Turf Strokers. The Turf Strokers. That might be a miracle soda in itself. <laughs> we'll just call it that. The Turf go. Strokers. <laughs> That's just the title. Yeah. Oh, this is going so well. So are we ready for a topic? <clears throat> we might as well be. Okay. Oh, nope, not yet. Nope. <laughs> One more thing. One more thing. I wanted to, um, because I read uh, one-star reviews and mock the people, and I know I don't always read our five-star reviews on the air, but we do read them, and we love you guys for it. Yes, it's we do. so encouraging. Um, but we also got a nice, very recent email um, from Amy Kay in Ontario. Hey. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, uh, she said, I just wanted to say, I love your podcast and people who give you one star reviews can eat a bag of dicks. (laughs) Very nice. I found your pod about three weeks ago and have already binged 140 episodes. Wow. That's a lot of listening to us. I couldn't do it. I don't know how you can do it. I could not do it. I can't live with myself for 140 episodes. I know, right? (laughs) I love your banter. You two are hilarious. And when I listen to you, I feel like I'm out for drinks with friends. I kind of feel like that's the best compliment we can receive. I think so, too. That's kind of the vibe we were wanting to create. Well, I, I think it's, it's just been... what we do naturally, you sure. know, because uh, frankly, we sound a lot like this when we just talk. We do when we're just <laughs> hanging out. Yeah. You're, these are sweating, aren't they? they we are. froze the tequila shot glasses and now they're sweating onto our... Bureau. Our stone tequila shot. Oh, glasses. yes. They're very fancy. Yeah. Yes. Um, anyway, uh, please keep up the great work. It boggles my mind that you do this for free, and I couldn't be more thankful. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you, Amy. Boggles our, boggles our mind, too. <laughs> right? <laughs> um, also, P.S. I appreciate you changing everything to kilometers, and I also appreciate that you measure everything in feet. 
Since I live so close to New York State, that meters need not apply. Yep, a Canadian who fails the metric system on the reg. <laughs> so she's right on the border somewhere. She's probably very close to where you grew up. I mean, potentially. Well, I mean, it's a long border between New York and Ontario. Yeah. Oh, okay. Where does um, Montreal start? Montreal. Montreal is a city. Is what? It's not. It's not a province. It what it's, province is Montreal in? Think of a fleur de lis. Quebec. Oh, Quebec, of course. Okay. But where does, like, in relation to Messina, where uh-huh. is the Quebec-Ontario border? I, I want to say Quebec starts just north of Plattsburgh, which is a about... Little, a little west 40 of... miles west of mm-hmm. where I grew up. Mm-hmm. Don't quote me. I'm not very good at geography. Okay. So... So she might be... But part of Quebec does border She might be more on the Buffalo well. side of things. Uh, that's, that's possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's possible. Okay. Let us know, Amy. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Are we ready <laughs> for this week's topic? <laughs> Is the audience. <laughs> Never. Has I, yeah, I was going to say, has everybody tuned out by now? <laughs> All right. So I did tease this um, to you. Do you remember what I said? You said something that it does involve... Mike Pence? Is that what you said? Yes, in yeah. a roundabout way. Okay. And, and fuckface. Uh, the uh, almost our, our former current, president. Our, our current. Well, he is a lame duck president. Is That's his right. is his official title? He's just fucking lame. Well, he's beyond that. Actually, you know what? He's not lame. He's not. Um, he is like probably the first. I would say the second. Actually, he's like the second rock star president we've had. The first would be Bill Clinton. He's not lame. He he does very exciting things. They're all criminal, and it's all you know. It's going to get people killed. They're horrible. Yeah, but he does but exciting he, things. Yeah, bombast is part of his act. Yeah, you know. So he's not lame, but he is, however, a lame duck. So what doth we be talking about? Um, I also told you one other thing that it was a type of disaster we've never which covered. I I I Are you don't racking even, your brain for I, like what have we? I'm never like, covered? how could we have not? covered something by now let me tell you the topic and then you can tell me if you've ever heard of this type of disaster okay before, okay this is the story of the 2020 wow okay midwest derecho I've, what is a sandstorm that's that's not a bad guess because duh like it kind of sounds like desert yeah yeah like i get no let me we will get into it. Okay. On August 10th and 11th, 2020, a storm known as a derecho tore across the Midwest United States and into southern Ontario, Canada, killing four people and causing upwards of $7 billion in property damage. Okay. So this is possibly one of the most recent disasters we've ever done. We we rarely will cover a disaster like months after it happens. Plus, had there not been a pandemic going on, we're gonna get into we, all that. We might have heard something. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, this just happened a couple months ago. Oh, we are gonna get into that. Yeah. So major sources for this were Colorado State University, KCRG Iowa, National Geographic, the National Weather Service, the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration (NOAA). Washington Post, the Weather Channel, and Wikipedia. Okay. So, first of all, I'd like to shout out listener Elena again. She's she's come up with a lot of really great suggestions. And months ago, I don't even remember when this was. This may have even been last year or maybe even earlier. She was like, hey, have you ever covered a derecho? 
And I was like, I'm sorry, a what? Know. What did you call me? <laughs> Literally never. I know. What What's confusing is Derecho and Rachel kind of have similar sounds. Yeah, they do. To them, so that is a little weird. But um, anyway, uh, she suggested, and if I'm not mistaken, I could be completely wrong. Sorry, Elena, if I am. Um, she suggested like maybe more of a compilation topic as opposed to like just covering a specific event. That makes sense because... And- it's hard to do, and I'm going to get into that in a second, okay. but anyway. I don't think um, we've ever done that before either. So I'm following through on this. Um, so, like, I know some of our listeners have co- have mentioned, like, you don't cover many, like, tornadoes, heat waves, blizzards. Those are tricky, tricky topics because, like, you have to make a full, like, four pages of research on a single event. And as much as these things are horrible, and they really they are. are, and devastating and kill people and the whole it thing. It doesn't have the same psychological impact as like a plane crash or a bridge collapse. What or... it is, and this sounds really shitty, but it's hard to tell the story compellingly. Well, it's, be, uh, it's because a lot of people listening, like myself, I've been through plenty of blizzards. I didn't die. I'm alive. It's, well, it's but no to big... be fair, I've been through plenty of hurricanes, and they're still e- True. It's easier to tell a story about a hurricane. But none of us have been through plenty of bridge collapses or, right. or plenty of plane crashes. Right. You know what I mean? It's yes, just it's not the It's not the same effect. Mm-hmm. And once you kind of cover how they form or whatever, then you can't do it again because then you're just reiterating everything. So anyway, that's my pathetic cop-out. But um, another thing, like they don't have, like disasters like tornadoes, they don't have a long formation period and like a huge path like a hurricane does. They just like pop up and then they're gone. They don't affect huge swaths of land. But... That's not to say that, that's not to minimize how awful they are and frankly fucking terrifying. I will live through a hurricane every day of the week to avoid a tornado. I mean. See, I've not been through a hurricane, but I have been through a tornado. Tornadoes are fucking it was pretty. Man. It was pretty scary. Yeah. Oh, I don't like them. Yeah. Don't like it at all. Um, but I also don't like derechos and we'll get into that. Um, but that was kind of the same reasoning I had about derechos for a while like well it's like just one it's a storm like how much is there to cover but when this happened recently and i barely remember hearing a little bit about this in the news maybe twitter or something like that this specific derecho and thinking oh yeah elena said i should look into derechos i think that's how i put two and two together um, but I figured maybe this would be a good time to go ahead and do it because something did happen recently related to this or one happened recently. Um, and then we can just kind of like cover derechos overall and give like a notable example. And I might do this eventually with tornadoes too, though, to be fair. Um, we've gotten a lot of tornado suggestions recently, so it sure. might end up being more than one episode. There's, pl- there's plenty to do. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, I'm also going... I'm. Also doing this one because we have several listener comments that I'm going to plug later. Okay. Because when this happened, several of our listeners were affected. And, okay. And mentioned on uh, our Facebook discussion group, uh, we have uh, several listeners in Iowa, which this yes, is we greatly do. affected. Mm-hmm. So. Um, so until Elena suggested derechos, I had never even heard of the word. So let's get into the history and the science of the derecho. So obviously, weather systems have been around for as long as there's been a planet. 
including derechos, I'm sure, but the identification of a type of storm called a derecho didn't come up until the 19th century. So on July 31st, 1877, there was a really bad storm system that moved through Iowa. So real quick geography corner for anyone not in the U.S. Like when I use the term Midwest... It, the Midwest yes, is essentially, when you look at the U.S., the continental U.S. east to west, it's basically a little bit east of the uh, Colorado Rockies. A good way to look it up is just look at an electoral college map. <laughs> It'll be all red in the middle. <laughs> That's the Midwest. <laughs> but, but it's really kind of, it, it was a little more... It's a little more easterly than you think. It can be, yeah. Because way back when, this was the I, I West. Like, I don't necessarily consider Ohio the Midwest, but a lot of people do. It's in the conversation. It's kind of, yeah, it's, it's there. It's, the, it's on the boundaries. It, it absolutely is in yeah. the conversation. Well, so are Michigan and Wisconsin. and. Yeah, but those are, anyway. Yeah, yeah. I know. It, it, it is a, hard, but. It's a broad term. It's. Basically, it used to be the far west in the United States before we expanded all the way out to the Pacific Ocean, horrifically killing many, many people along the way. Um, Read that didn't happen. The indigenous people's uh, history of the United States. No, 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 no. Read a modern day textbook by Roxanne Dunbar Ortiz, and it'll just tell you that they just left. Yeah, that's 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 funny how that happened. They agreed to just give it up and. Hashtag fuck colonialism. All right. <laughs> so anyway, the Midwest is essentially close to the middle of the country, like east to west, a little bit more to the east. But in terms of Iowa, Iowa is definitely considered the Midwest. It's pretty close to the geographic center of the U.S., which I'm pretty sure is in Kansas, which I is like catty correct. corner of yes. uh, I believe if Iowa. you had to, if, removing Alaska and Hawaii... If you right, if you had to right. center the United States, I believe that is in the, western Kansas somewhere. I believe so. The geographic yeah. center, yes, mm-hmm. of the continental United States, yes. Anyway, this storm, <laughs> which I mentioned like 10 minutes ago, on July 31st, 1877, grabbed the attention of a Danish chemist named Gustavus Hinrichs. Hinrichs had immigrated to the U.S. in 1861 and settled in Davenport, Iowa. Okay. Don't know how one does that, but one did. Uh, where he started teaching a couple years later at the University of Iowa. Go! Okay. What's their mascot? Uh, the Hawkeyes, I yeah, believe. Yeah, well done. And Iowa State is the Cyclone? Yes, Iowa State's Cyclones. That yeah. seems in poor taste. Well, it's... <laughs> Yeah, Miami Hurricanes. Like, is, well, it, is, it, is, it, is it really any different? <laughs> Touche. You're not wrong. You're there not is wrong not a team that. I'm aware of called the Blizzards. But, uh... Mm. Yeah. Oh, you know, probably why not? Because of DQ. Yeah, that might be. Because of Dairy Queen. There you go. Dairy Queen Blizzards. Damn Dairy Queen. They're just they have gonna, a trademark. They're just going to have to start a hockey team or something. Shout out to listener Elizabeth, who I'm pretty sure works at a DQ. Oh, okay. Yep. So, uh, I miss blizzards. I kind of miss blizzards They're as good. a vegan. I really wish they would do non-dairy. Really good in the middle of summer down here. Holy hell. Yeah. I used to get um, chocolate ice cream blizzard with Reese's cup pieces. Not go. Reese's pieces. Gotcha. Reese's cup. Chocolate. I always got Reese's pieces and Heath, Heath bar. Oh, Heath is good too. Mm-hmm. Anyway. <laughs> All right. So, Henrix <laughs> was... Wait, this is a podcast about disasters. It's not, about desserts. Not oh, tr- disasters. Not, tr- not treats. <laughs> Henrix 
Hendrix was kind of a trailblazer in the scientific world. Some of his theories would lay the groundwork for the mechanical principles of atoms. Oh, wow. Uh, But unfortunately for him, he was also really high strung and not well liked, not an easy person to work with. Well, he's trying to discover the mechanical principles of atoms. Like, he doesn't have time to be pleasant. Yeah, there's not... Jeez. Like, has anybody out there, I'm sure people have been, like, around tech nerds sometimes, Mm. and they're just very not polite. (laughs) I mean, really. Because they're... You know, it's interesting. It's like... Like, you can't be good at everything, right? Well, they're used to interacting with a machine, not a person. Well, and it, that's, I think that's it kind of what I chalk to it up to. how the human brain works, you know, like... Um, but, I, but I think the interaction has yeah, something to do with it. Yeah, sure, they're used to enough. telling a machine what to do and ignoring humans. Also... Which I would love to be able to do that, <laughs> but well, I can't. Also, let's be fair, it's really hard to, re- to, to just interact with and sometimes sometimes if you could just say whatever you wanted all the time it'd be kind of nice except you would really drive people away i don't know i i have for for, for some for some reason i have that personality where i can just get along with other people and i don't know where that came from (laughs) that's really me (laughs) no i'm just saying no 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 no. i'm just saying (laughs) oh okay i'm I'm just well i kind of did i guess (laughs) i don't know no, you are very like I don't really very affable. Affable because overall, I don't really like people all that much, but I can interact with them like no problem. That was one of the things, um, really early on in our relationship that I appreciated the most about you. See, I identify a little bit more with Hendrix and that I'm high strung <laughs> and disagreeable and neurotic. But I always appreciated how just easily you got along with people. You know, like when you're first meeting each other's friends and family and stuff, and just how easily you got along with everybody. I was in uh, I was in sales for 15 years, so that's, that's all I was doing. <laughs> I think you're also just a naturally affable person. <laughs> well, thank I, you. I think you are. Anyway, um, Adams, principles hey, of Adams. <laughs> no, let's let's stick with uh, <laughs> how great you are. <laughs> yes, how great I am, Corner. I like that. How great you are, Corner. <laughs> anyway, his sort of disagreeableness led to a lot of stress in his professional life. So he had built up a really strong science program at the University of Iowa. But in 1871, a new university president named George Thatcher moved in. And he was a lot more on the... Uh, language and literature side. So he started kind of breaking down the science program in favor of language and English and literature. And he started cutting Henrik's science program budget, which obviously displeased Henrik's because he had built that program from the ground up. Um, And they, like, this did not go down well. They had a very public, like, feud, basically, and since they were both at a public institution, their behavior led to the Iowa State Legislature publicly admonishing both of them. Okay. That's how poorly this was going. Like, I've had bad experiences with bosses and stuff at work before, but never <laughs> yes, to the yes point where have. the legislature is admonishing <laughs> me. <laughs> at any rate. Yeah, you've never had a whole body of uh, body politic judging before. No. <laughs> That's, that's something <laughs> Not to di- my knowledge. No, that's something different. <laughs> so because his science program was being basically phased out, Henrix was working less as a professor, so it freed up some of his time to devote to another interest of his, weather science. 
So he established the first weather service in the state of Iowa in 1875 and set up an observatory in Iowa important. City. Oh yeah, the weather service in, in, uh, Iowa. in Iowa. Yeah, I'm surprised. I it mean, took anywhere, till, but I'm surprised it took till 1875. Well, just institutions were different. Sure, right? that's so. true. There could have been private organizations doing mm-hmm. that. Now, as a resident of Iowa, presumably, although I couldn't find, like, direct evidences, but presumably he lived through that bad storm in 1877. So anyway, after, at the very least, he studied it. And after some time and reflection, he made some theories about the storm, which he published in the American Meteorological Journal in 1888. And here is an excerpt. It's funny how, like, cut and paste and, and handwritten everything looks, but that's because it was 1888. Yeah. We'll forgive that. This is the best they could do. Yep. Anyway, you can see he was the first person to suggest calling this type of storm, this pattern that he observed, okay. the derecho. Uh, so the storm had moved through going in just one direction, which you can kind of see. Mm-hmm. Do you see these sort of like lines here? We'll, we'll get to those later. And like I have a f- ellipses sort of looking thing. I have a feeling that's maybe the intensity. We're, we'll get to okay. that. Um, but anyway, the winds were going through it just like a wall of wind versus like winds whipping up from multiple directions, which would cause like cyclones, cause tornadoes. Um, and it moved in like a st- relatively straight path over a large area. So because of that, he proposed that this type of storm be called a derecho, which is Spanish for straight ahead or in, oh, okay. in a singular direction. Yeah, it didn't so. It didn't sound like an English speaking no, word. No, it, it's, Spanish. it's yeah. a Spanish word. Spanish. I guess it would be derecho. Derecho. Be guess. I like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. That's better. Yeah, derecho. But I don't want to be like... I'm a fucking white lady with no. If I say it with an Australian blood, so. accent, I'll, I have some cred. Derage. I don't, I <laughs> I'm, not even, gonna no, I'm not going to try either. <laughs> don't lose your. Otherwise, Australian. that cred will go don't away. Don't lose your Aussie cred. I won't. So basically, the derecho is the other side of the coin of a tornado. So a tornado causes bad damage from winds that create the classic cyclone uh, shape. Uh, correction: big damage. It's going to cause big damage. <laughs> Is that a Trumpism? That is, like, our, <laughs> okay. yes. That is our lame duck president. Uh, but derechos cause damage from a wall or a sheet of wind headed in one direction. So, interestingly, even though Henrik identified the name or gave the name derecho over a hundred years ago, the name took a really long time to catch on in widespread use. It wasn't until 1987 when a paper entitled Derechos, Widespread Convectively Induced Windstorms by Robert H. Johns and William D. Hurt, not the William Hurt of... Uh, oh, damn it. <clears throat> yes, no, not All the one right. you're thinking of, has, uh, was published that the, the term made a comeback. So it's actually only become more popular in Demetrius. Yep. Demetrius. We gave you the option before. Come on. Oh, oh there goes we the lost our state-of-the-art soundproofing. Come on. What is wrong? You're, now you're stuck. No, you you no, cannot get, get back, back out. out. Nope. You're stuck. Too bad. <laughs> All right. right. So where were we? Uh, so, so we've talked about the... the we've talked in the past the ba- about the basics of storms, right? So just a yes. really quick primer. Um, and I think this was in the context of a hurricane, if I'm not mistaken. I don't remember what episode. But anyway, 
it was the first time I really understood how like rain happened and thunderstorms happen. But quick primer for those of us, me, who need it. Uh, warm air rises from the earth, meets the cooler air in the upper atmosphere, causes condensation, creates clouds, cool air drops back down, gets warmed, rises, etc. Eventually, it's so much condensation, it rains, thunder, lightning, etc. Right? <clears throat> As well, uh, in a derecho, the key component of this process is the downdraft. So when the cool air drops back down doing what is he doing he's he's hiding under the paper what are you doing demetrius is literally burrowing under a piece of paper i'm gonna put have to put that on the social means what are you just that's what he wanted to do there you go okay burrow burrow under a piece of paper that'll help don't chew just oh my goodness you two are too much um Downdraft. Let's get back to downdraft. When the cool air drops back down to the surface of the earth, it spreads out. Like, my visual of it was like spilling a container of water on the floor. Sure. Like, it kind of spreads out in all directions. Oh, now you're getting, now you're getting cute. Now you're getting cute. Um, well, when this downdraft is particularly strong, it displaces the warm air closer to the earth, and that causes strong wind gusts. So that's the key component of a derecho. Those gusts then rise because it's warmer air and that feeds the storm even more. And we're talking massive areas of air here, like several miles wide. And also these wind gusts kind of burst forward ahead of the cloud part of the storm. And that's called a bow echo. Okay. All right. So I've got some pictures of derechos. Excuse me. Um, It's been a while since you posted an episode. Right? That kind of shows a little bit of the phenomenon. It looks like... It looks like... A layer cake or something. It looks like a cloud. Just imagine a thick cloud, but it had shelves on it. Yes. That's how I'm Uh looking at it. Yep, and that's that Which is probably not the best way to to describe it, but we'll put these pictures out. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. That's the bow echo. And that'll show up in the satellite images, too, which I'll show in a second. That would be crazy as hell to see. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, like every weather event, there are specific criteria that delineate the difference between just a storm and a derecho. And it's all about the severity, right? So when the bow echo, or it can be multiple, like a series of bow echoes, ends up traveling more than 250 miles and reaches wind gust speeds of more than 58 miles per hour or 93 kilometers per hour, that's what makes it a derecho. So by definition, these are pretty severe storms because of both of the speeds of the wind and how far they travel. Sure. So that that's the criteria for yes. this type of storm. Mm-hmm. Okay. One of the reasons we don't hear about derechos so much is because they're not nearly as common as other severe weather systems, specifically tornadoes, which we've all heard of, right? There are literally hundreds of tornadoes every year in the United States. And I looked up some fun facts. Um, Who do you think, what state or states, it's actually tied, two are tied for the lowest. Do you think average zero tornadoes per year? I'm going to have to go New York is probably one of them. Nope. Really? But um, it's okay. <laughs> You're not going to have to guess every state. Oregon and California? It's actually uh, Rhode Island and Alaska. 
No, oh, okay. average. I mean, Rhode Island's itty bitty. That's probably part of it. And Alaska, I guess, is just, it's in just a, yeah, an they, area where that doesn't they, happen. They deal with other things. Yep. Imagine like a snow tornado. <laughs> snow nado. Snow nado in Alaska. <laughs> what do you think? Where do you think the highest average number of tornadoes occur? And off the top of my head, I I think I'd have to say uh, Kansas. That's a great guess because it's the classic Wizard of Oz, right? Mm-hmm. And it is up there, but no, it's Texas. Oh, sorry. Texas is second. <laughs> no, Kansas is second. Texas is first. Okay. God damn it. Okay. <laughs> so Texas, Kansas then Kansas. Kansas is second 90, okay. at 96 per year average. Jesus. I know. That's no a lot, thanks. isn't it? Texas is first as, at an average of 155. Yeah. But, but Texas, Texas is, is huge. much bigger. I yeah. think that's why, mostly. Yeah. But by contrast, derechos occur much less often. They tend to form east of the Rocky Mountains, but not typically in Florida or Maine. The frequency increases in almost concentric circles. This is a little tricky to kind of describe verbally, but you can see how, like, the closer you get into kind of the heartland of the eastern half of the U.S., like, the more intense or frequent uh, derechos get. There's a little area where the states of Kansas, Missouri, Oklahoma, and Arkansas meet that sees mm-hmm. the average highest frequency of derechos, and that's just four every three years. So it's barely more than one a year. So compared to hundreds of tornadoes per year, to see just a few derechos per year, it's rare, like, relatively rare. Like, yeah. Um. Uh, like any weather system, derechos can happen anywhere on Earth. They're just not the most, or they just are the most frequently seen in the Midwest and eastern United States. The danger of derechos lies predominantly in the wind speeds, which can reach over 100 miles per hour. That's, yeah. Or 160 kilometers per hour, yeah. Uh, Remember, like I said, in order for it to be a derecho at all, the winds have to be at least 59 miles per hour or 95 kilometers per hour. So uh, already it's baked into it that it's high winds, right? Flash flooding can also be a concern, like with any uh, intense and immediate storm, right? Uh, So the most dangerous part of derechos related to wind speed is the potential for microbursts, which are like small pockets of massively high winds. They aren't as big as the derecho itself. They're usually only a few hundred feet long, but the speeds they reach uh, can be really catastrophic. That's where you get those winds over 100 miles per hour. So. Hmm. There's been a lot of articles recently explaining derecho, like in recent years, uh, derechos, generally under headlines like, what is a derecho? (laughs) And uh, strong and rare derecho storm explained. Part of this is because, like I said, the term derecho just wasn't in broad use until the latter part of the 20th century. I guess they just called them bad storms up until then, thunderstorms, severe thunderstorms. In the past decade or so, several notable derechos have taken place, leading to much discussion regarding the effects of climate change on severe weather, which we'll get to in the end. In May 2009, there was a particularly intense derecho in parts of Kansas, Missouri, Illinois, and Kentucky. 39 tornadoes were also spawned during this particular storm, so that presented a whole separate hazard, obviously. Uh, they also reported hail the size of baseballs. Oh, God. Storm, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's some pretty <clears throat> serious shit. The storm was so bad that they had to create a new term for a derecho at that level of intensity. The super derecho. 
Right. Sounds like a sounds like a flavor of Doritos. <laughs> super uh, su- Durancho. Su- super Durancho. Yes. <laughs> super Durancho. Am I right? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the Super Durancho term reminds me a lot of the discussion surrounding, like that they might need to create a Category Six hurricane because of how wow. bad okay. you know hurricanes are getting. There were further notable derechos in uh, 2011 and 2012. The one in 2012 even had more fatalities than this one that we're discussing today. It had 22 people who died in that derecho. Yeah, it was bad. Further, this wasn't even the first bad derecho in 2020. In June of 2020, just weeks before the one we're about to talk about, a storm hit Pennsylvania and New Jersey, killed three people when trees fell on them, and caused power outages for over half a million people. Jeez. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, let's finally get to the derecho at hand. And it's kind of fun, funny, like not ha-ha, but funny, ironic in a sort of thanks 2020 sort of way that this relatively rare-ish storm made an impression this year because, of course, it's 2020. So in the early morning hours of Monday, August 10th, 2020, a storm started to develop in the Midwest, specifically just west of northwest Iowa. So like the extreme eastern parts of South Dakota and Nebraska, which are directly west of Iowa. As the storm crossed into western Iowa, it met with highly favorable atmospheric conditions for whipping up a hell of a storm. Some of the first major effects of the derecho were seen in Omaha, which is like right at the border between Nebraska and southern Iowa. Wind speeds were recorded reaching 67 miles per hour or 107 kilometers per hour. Jesus. No, thanks. I know. Now, I'm going to I'm going to do a lot of comparison to hurricanes just because sure, I'm because a South the wind Floridian. Speed. So uh, so that's the, the non tornado wind speed. Right. So that is tro- tropical storm force winds uh, inching up to a category one hurricane. So a category one is 74 miles per hour, 119 kilometers per hour. This was 67. This was not far away. This is like a strong tropical storm. Except here's the scary part. There's no tropics around here. This is the Midwest. No. There's certainly everything, <laughs> yeah. everything is landlocked. Mm-hmm. Um, the bulk of the damage in the area was to trees and downed power lines, and at least one person was reported injured. The storm quickly intensified as it moved um, into Iowa, so much that central and eastern Iowa ended up bearing most of the brunt of the derecho. The wind gusts became unusually sustained. They lasted over half an hour in some instances. Oh and that's A half an hour wind gust? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what delineates. I should have looked into that. A gust and sustained winds. I mean, a gust is usually like a couple of seconds. I would think so, but like I guess a, like, not. Like a half an hour? Like that's, yeah. That seems that, that pretty is, sustained that's, to me. That's hurricane, but... yeah. Yeah, force. right? Yeah. And obviously that just gave the wind more time to cause more damage. So as the derecho tore across the state, it damaged or destroyed an estimated 8,000 homes and caused nearly $24 million in infrastructure damage. Marshalltown, Iowa, between Des Moines, which is like in the central part of the state and the eastern border, clocked wind speeds at 99 miles per hour or 159 kilometers per hour. That is category two hurricane equivalent. And that damaged roofs blew out car windows. Jesus. Yeah. In Pow- I, I 
am likely not pronouncing this right, but Paushik or maybe Paushik County, a little southeast of Marshall, two of the storm's unfortunate victims died. Mm. One was a 42-year-old woman who died when a tree hit her as she stood on her front porch. That's still that's just like getting crushed by a tree sounds horrible. It horrible. does. Especially if you're doing something as innocent to go out on your like just looking porch your, just yeah. to look out on right? the, what's mm-hmm. going on. <sighs> oh, no thanks. And the other was a 41-year-old man who was working as an electrician who was that... trying to reconnect a power line and uh, died of electrocution. Which yeah. is horrible. Yeah. Just trying to do his job. Mm-hmm. Mm. Of all the locations in the state of Iowa, Cedar Rapids was the hardest hit. And do you know, I have been to Cedar Rapids multiple times. I've never I've never been to Iowa, period. I've been to I Iowa several times. I don't think I've even flown in there. My people are from Iowa. You know that, right? Yes, I do. Okay. <laughs> On my dad's side, like everyone's from Iowa. Um, and uh, Cedar Rapids is where uh, my Aunt Pam and Uncle Greg lived for years. Okay. And I visited them multiple times as a kid. So I've been to Cedar Rapids many times. Uh, Cedar Rapids is in the eastern part of the state. So their power went, power lines went down, gas leaks were reported, and local hospitals were overwhelmed by inju- by hundreds of injured residents. This, is, this was the most mind-blowing thing. Almost every building within the city limits had been damaged or destroyed. Like, just everything. That's... Every building. That's insane. Mm-hmm. Another one of the fatalities was in Lynn County. Um, Cedar Rapids is the city seat of Lynn County. This, uh, this because yeah, Cedar Rapids is essentially like a small city. Yeah, it's like I think what, so. like a hundred thousand people. I, there I didn't or something look like up that? the population, oh, okay. so I'm afraid I don't know. So anyway, this uh, this victim was a 63 year old man. He was out riding his bike on a bike trail mm. when the storm kicked up, and then he was killed by a falling tree, which is horrible. In Marion. Uh, which is just next to Cedar Rapids, a radio tower was blown down. A radio tower was blown down. By winds with an estimated speed of 130 miles per hour. Jesus. Or 210 kilometers per hour, yeah. At the peak of the storm, lightning was striking at an estimated 70 to 100 flashes per minute. <laughs> that's Wow. I that's, hate that's, lightning. That's more I do than, not like lightning, that's, and that's scary. That's more than one flash per second. Mm-hmm. In well some, over, and, yeah. In some cases, mm-hmm. two flashes per yeah, second. Yeah, almost. Gaining on it, yeah. Jesus. It's awful. It's so awful. And of course, this all just happened literally like three, four months ago. So there's a lot of video of this derecho um, from people taking it on like sure. cell phones. Also people's like ring cams, like their door cams. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. And it is. I watched some of it. It is. It's a hurricane. Like that's all I can say is this is a hurricane. Except it's in, in the, the fucking Midwest. I mean, when you grow up around tropical storms, like you get used to the idea that warm weather is what, or warm water specifically, is what fuels the storm. And all you're waiting for is it for it to move inland, because mm-hmm. then it'll break up, right? And yes, with a cyclone, a tropical cyclone, that's what happens. What's so fucking scary to me about this is that this is just a storm that needs no water. To gain this level of intensity and it just moves through like a sheet, that is fucking terrifying. That is pretty scary. I think I'd rather live through a hurricane than a derecho. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I'll go with neither. (laughs) Yeah, neither. That's an option. So um, I'm going to get into some of the things that our listeners who had some experience with this derecho and other derechos said. Um, Now, I want to 
to give a quick disclaimer, I didn't take the time, because this was all really recent, um, to ask everybody that I'm about to mention their pronouns. So I'm defaulting to she and her for everybody. Um, I apologize if I if I miss uh, identifying anybody just in advance. So, and I hope that doesn't cause any offense. Okay. So one of our listeners and regular Facebook discussion group contributor, Angela, lived in an area affected by the storm. So she said, quote, Tornadoes get a lot of press, but straight line winds happen more often and do more damage to a wider area. Sure. Unquote. Now, by more often, I think she means like in her area. Because Probably. we know like derechos in general. Yeah. But she didn't say derechos. She said straight line winds, mm-hmm. which is a which isn't And she al- she also said tornadoes get more press, which mm-hmm. is true. Very, very true. Yeah. Because straight wind doesn't sound all that scary. That's true. <laughs> That's true. You know. But derecho might. <laughs> or a tornado. That, oh, yeah. Everybody both of those things is... sound scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, another uh, All Bad Things group faithful, Elizabeth, the aforementioned DQ queen, <laughs> uh, said, quote, the joke is Iowa had a hurricane the other day, end quote. She posted that after this, yeah. Fortunately, she was in the northern part of the state and didn't experience much except for rain. So that was good. I'm glad to hear that. Uh, Listener Sarah commented that she knew people in Omaha who said, quote, it got black as night and took down a bunch of trees in their yard. And that was in Omaha where it wasn't as bad. Well, I mean, that's kind of the scary thing is because two people that died Mm -hmm. in the storm died from trees falling on them. Just, just. Oh, and I haven't even mentioned the last lady. Mm. Yeah. But yeah. Um, another listener, Marianne, was in a derecho in the summer of 2012. That very well may have been the one I mentioned before, where 22 people died. And she said, quote, when it was coming, it felt like you'd expect a tornado to feel, end quote. Do you know that feeling? No, because I only had that feeling once and I didn't expect it, so. Oh, in here? Yeah. 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 Um... I've been through, I I very specifically remember one tornado close call when we were living in southern Indiana, and the, like, the town alarm went off, and we had to walk just down the street to the middle school, I think it was, to, like... For shelter. yeah, Yeah, for shelter. And I remember, like, it's just, like, this eerie feeling it's not good i don't like it at all it, or just anyone who's been in a severe weather system there's just like this mo- the calm before the storm as mm-hmm. they say this moment that's really creepy hmm. yeah anyway um oh also shout out to mel another listener for sharing a des moines register article on our facebook right, okay. that i referred to so the good old des moines register yeah i do know of that paper do you? I do. Under what circumstances? Uh, a lot of stuff, uh, a lot of early um, baseball and football hmm. press coverage, sports press coverage was covered by the Des Moines Register. Hmm. I think, uh, I believe... That fits, that's fit to print. <laughs> I honestly believe that's a paper that's been around for like a couple of hundred years. Very possibly, yes. yeah. Mm-hmm. But back when Henrik was around. Yes. <laughs> So while the damage was at its worst in Iowa, the storm didn't stop there. 
It raged on throughout southern Wisconsin and northern Illinois, including Chicago, which was the largest area, metro area it impacted, and into southwest Michigan and northern Indiana, traveling a total path of about 700 miles, or 1,127 kilometers, moving at an average speed of 55 miles per hour, or 88 kilometers per hour. Here's the path, and you'll be able to see what I mean by bow echo here. Holy Christ. Do you see that it's just like yeah, these it, parentheses mm-hmm. of... Yeah, that doesn't look good at all. No, no. It's not good at all. No, it's not good at all. Um, There were several tornado warnings along the way, but from what I could tell, this was mostly a, pardon the pun, straightforward derecho. <laughs> Sorry. That did the damage, um, not from spawning cyclones. At one point, they were worried about basically a tsunami kicking up in Lake Michigan. Like, they were monitoring That's for insane. that shit. Isn't, That's insane. That doesn't it? make That doesn't make any sense. It's called a meso-tsunami. It, it's like a landlocked body of water that ends up with a tsunami in it. Yeah, that shouldn't be possible. I know, right? <laughs> Fuck you, physics. <laughs> Fortunately, that didn't happen. But imagine if it had, that would be the most 2020 thing ever. There, there was a tsunami been. in Lake Michigan. It would be like, okay, like whatever. <laughs> yeah. Well, we also, yeah, we, like, there's been, UFOs. Yeah, okay. It would have been like, we expected that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. We expected a volcano to pop up in uh, Mississippi as well. Oh, my God. <laughs> Let's the, just get it all over with. Right. <laughs> the derecho's final victim was in Fort, Fort Wayne in northeastern Indiana, basically where the storm lake was ending. Um, a woman who was killed, it was a woman who was killed when the... So, so now I see the, the, <clears throat> the pence. Oh, well, uh, yeah, we'll get to that. Yeah. When the wickedly strong winds of the storm knocked over her mobile home. Mm. Can you imagine Killer. a home? Uh, mobile homes are super scary to me just because of... Well, they're not... No, here's why. Because growing up in South Florida during Andrew, like all the oh, mobile shredded. homes got leveled. Yeah. So that has never gone away for me. But here's some pictures of damage. Um, that's a church steeple in Wheaton, just Illinois. Just ripped right off. Just right down. Mm-hmm. Oh, what silos. the hell is that? Those are silos filled with product, like corn or whatever now, they were growing. Now it kind of looks like an... <laughs> Now it kind of looks like a building you would see on like Architectural Digest, <laughs> right? Like, like a modern sculpture. Yeah, like the way it got. Oh no, that was a tornado that did that. But do you that. see the remnants mm-hmm. of what they were storing inside? But yeah. The first thing I saw were all these like. I'm like, that's a really cool looking building. <laughs> like, like, no, that's not a building. Um, here's a little bit more up close and personal. What, what the some of fuck? This Doesn't this look like one of our um, engineering disasters? Yes. Like basically, building collapse. It, that's it, just wind. Yeah. It's wind. And you can tell it just got ripped off the top of yes, that building. Yes, it did. Mm-hmm. Just like nothing. Well, and, and you know with mm-hmm. modern building building code oh, yeah. that they prepare for that. And still... And still it, it wasn't, wasn't enough. It wasn't good mm-hmm. enough. This is a su- part of a silo oh that, God. that just like rammed into somebody's house. Yeah. No shit. That's okay. how bad this was. This is this is a hurricane yeah. on dry land. That's <laughs> not good. No. So there's two kind, kind of two sides of the aftermath of this derecho, the physical side and the political side. I'll bet. We'll start with the physical side. So yeah. obviously the damage to infrastructure, like roads, the power grid, homes, public buildings, everything was massive. 
there's another side to it, too, that because this was the Midwest, a big impact was also felt on agriculture because the Midwest is home to a huge amount of U.S. farmland. In Iowa alone, more than... Is this why I'm not getting my Slim Jims on Amazon? Because of the derecho? I'm kidding. (laughs) There's not enough corn to feed the the corn-fed beef or whatever? I was trying to make a joke where there might not have been one. I don't think so. But (laughs) anyway... In Iowa alone. I want my hair habanero Slim Jims, damn it. Amazon. <laughs> Are they, is that what? They're, they're still not on there. Oh, they're just not available. No, they're not. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not happy about it. Well, that's what you're indignant about in 2020 is that you don't have habanero Slim Jims. Hey, a gift idea for anyone who gets David in the gift exchange. If you can find them. <clears throat> Uh, so in Iowa, more than 30 million acres are dedicated to farming, but as a result of this derecho, nearly half of Iowa's crops were impacted, especially corn, which is typically harvested in late September and early October, just weeks after the storm. Mm. Soybeans were also majorly impacted. Now, as for the aforementioned infrastructure damage, dollars-wise, the derecho was the second costliest natural disaster in the U.S. in 2020 so far. I say that ominously because let's not underestimate what could happen in the next Well, there's also, I mean, you still have wildfires going on in California. Oh, my God. I'm going to, I I actually mentioned that in a second. Okay. Ugh. Uh, so with an estimated total cost of $7.5 billion in damage, nearly 2 million people were left without power, some for days. Roads were impassable and it was difficult to travel in the area, also leading it to be difficult to get aid to the affected areas. And of course, as I mentioned, hundreds were injured and four people died. Viewing the aftermath of the derecho in Iowa, the commander of the Iowa National Guard, who worked in the areas affected by Hurricane Katrina 15 years prior, said the damage he saw in Iowa was very similar to what he had seen post-Katrina. That's fucking insane. That's a comparison you do not no. want to be made. Oh, it looks like Katrina. Oh, yeah. I've seen this before. It looks like Katrina. <laughs> God. In the middle of the fucking the, country. Yeah. Where it's, oh. where it's not supposed to look like no. that. No. <laughs> Now, as for the political aftermath, mm. this is 2020, which I've said like 20 times now. I'm just going to guess a whole bunch of gridlock. Well, first of all, remember that, oh yeah, we're in the middle, unlike New Zealand, which is like fucking paradise right now, we are in the worst part of the pandemic right now. Things are yes, not are. going well. Things are going horribly awry. We didn't learn anything from nine no. months ago. Nothing. It's, yeah. Uh, so, during- I, I, I literally I literally did not think in early March that we would still be here at the end of the year. We're not still yeah, here. Yeah, we're beyond we're it. We're worse. Yeah, we're beyond, yeah. We're in worse shape now than we were when we first locked down. Yeah, that's how bad it is. At any rate, during the COVID pandemic, any disaster is horrifically compounded. So, Jesus, we kind of saw this well. a little bit... Um, just locally, remember, uh, just just basically across the street and slightly down the road from us was an apartment yeah, building like a, that like burned down. Like a couple weeks into the quarantine. Yes, very early April, I think. Yeah. Um, I, I think it was an accidental fire is it what it was determined to be. But basically, it gutted an apartment building. From what we can tell, everybody was okay. Um, 
humans wise poor moxie except they for look cat for, which yeah, we don't we don't know, know the they have a founder yeah. anyway um but uh i remember thinking like oh my god these poor people who are displaced like what are they going to do in the middle well, of a fucking well, pandemic and there was also the potential that they couldn't go anywhere because of the pandemic. And it was during like the most restrictive time yes, of it. Too. Very much so. Yes. Well, That's what I was thinking. I well, was like, where I'm, are they going to imagine go? Imagine that, but with millions of people. No. I mean, that's how bad it was. And this was several months in. Um, and of course, things would get worse for Iowa, like it has like with every other state. Um, but even in, here in the US, Iowa has been like a hot spot. Or was at least for I don't know. It's I don't know if Iowa still is bad. Like the hot spot, like mm-hmm. right now today on December fourth, two thousand twenty, mm-hmm. is North Dakota. Mm-hmm. Like North Dakota has something too, like a thirty-seven percent infection. Oh it's God. it's off the charts infection rate. It's yeah. So anyway, well, let me let me keep going. So further in the midst of all this. Fuckface was in the middle of a failed, and then look what I put after that. Ha 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 Re-election campaign. Fuck you and the horse you rode in on, you goddamn motherfucker. And also, oh yes, he's completely incompetent as a human being. So good luck with federal aid. On August, well, federal aid was voted on in back in March, but it didn't. No, no, I'm talking about for the derecho. This is a separate issue. But there were parts of that bill that dealt with infrastructure. No, no, no. It... I'm talking about disaster relief. Yeah, that's for the derecho. Oh, this is specific. Okay, yes, yes. so they were trying to. Okay, I see what you mean. Yes. So on August 16th, also too late, but or not too late, but late by the way, because this happened on the 10th and the 11th. A formal request was made for $4 billion in federal aid to Iowa. Trump just took his time approving it. He initially only approved part of it. And then there eventually was an amendment that made its way back through four days later. Thanks for waiting, Iowa. I'm sure it wasn't all that bad. You know, like, uh, we have all the greatest corn. I don't know. Whatever the fuck he well, gave as a lame-ass excuse. Uh, no, I mean, let, let's be fair here. Helping Saudi Arabia bomb Yemen is much more important than helping people in Iowa. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, but here's the, here's the good news. By the, by the way, money-wise, that is more important. <laughs> here's the good news. Um, even though... If federal no federal aid was even asked for for like five days after two days after pence fucking mike pence dipshit number two um visited iowa he is not a dipshit oh I, he's I, a fucking dipshit he is not what no. is your definition of dipshit uh my definition of dipshit is somebody who has literally no okay. care about around okay. them and douchebag yes he's definitely that Mike Pence is not dumb. Numbfuck. Uh, I wouldn't call him that either. Dipshit, I associate okay, with somebody with who is dumb. Okay. Mike Pence is not dumb. He's not. I wish he were. He's creepy as fuck. He is. He's that. And I wish he was dumb, but unfortunately he's not. Well, here, guess what he did two days later? <clears throat> Made it to multiple rallies, election rallies of in course, Iowa. Yeah, of because, course. oh, oh, Iowa, oh, election. Yeah. 
despite that that was part of the early ongoings of the bringing back the uh or what began the coronavirus rallies because that's what they were that's right they spread it worse i mean that's really what they were that's what they became Despite both eventually visiting Iowa, neither Pence nor Fuckface toured any of the impacted areas. In well, they didn't want to the get their states. shoes wet. I mean, or here's here's the reality of it: they don't give a flying fuck. Yeah, maybe that too. Actually, it's definitely that. Because yeah. if you're in their position, why would you? Why would you? You know what I really love that we can just say this shit because we know our listeners by now. You guys are yeah hanging in we got cool people listening <laughs> if, you're, if you're donald trump why would you give anybody why would you give a fuck about anything else except for donald trump why there's no reason to if you're mike pence now if you're mike pence i'm not talking about 10 years ago i'm talking right. about the last four or five years mike pence why would you give a shit about anything except i hope he loses and i'm gonna run in 2024 which is exactly what he's gonna do because we get need to get back to normal, normal. Mike Pence just needs is to put anything a, but fucking normal. But he's he puts an alien. But he puts a pretty face on it. Bit. Puts a pretty face on it. He does. He's not bombastic. He's not pretty. Eh, he's a good looking dude for his age. <laughs> yeah, whatever. He has a tiny face. That's mean. That's that's mean. <clears throat> I shouldn't have said that because it's not fair. There are plenty yeah. of creepy things about him aside from his parents. Mike appearance, Pence has so. always scared me way more than Donald Trump has. Oh, fuck yeah. Trump's not the one you have to worry no, about. No, he's not the one you have to worry about. He's not. Right, yeah. So, let me keep going. The local community worked to help those affected by the derecho, though that was also complicated by the fact that we were in the middle of a huge economic depression and employment crisis, and charities are hard up now, too. Everything. Thanks, capitalism. Well, everything is hard God. Because yeah. we're in a fucking failed system. Yeah. That is why. If Jesus fucking Christ. If, if America as a whole doesn't get that out of 2020... We never then, will. Then, then exactly. Then it's never that well, message. Well, we won't that until never... like Armageddon happens, which and then it won't matter. Well, and it won't happen because that's all bullshit. God, sometimes I wish there was a god so he could just rain hellfire if, on us and get it all over. But if Armageddon happens, then nobody's really going to care about the economic system. <sighs> People will be just struggling for their own survival, which is how one party really wants it. Can I, can I randomly tell a lighthearted story? You can. The, the first time I heard the word Armageddon mm-hmm. was in the, the movie? movie Clue. Oh, <laughs> no, the movie, oh. movie Clue. Oh. Armageddon is almost upon us. The little door-to-door uh, evangelist who ended up being like an FBI agent. Anyway, you haven't seen Clue. I have. In I recent just, times. I just saw to remember that 30 years ago. Well, okay. I saw <laughs> so, it way too many times so as a kid. I don't remember that part. I had no remember it had idea. Tim Curry in it. Yes, it was fantastic. I just remember being like, what do they mean communism is just a red herring, wink, wink? I didn't get that at all. Anyway, I get it now. <laughs> all right. Plus, that movie came out when you were like two years old. I didn't see it when I was two. I, I saw it when I was like eight. I was I still too young. You're still but... Just eight. I was allowed. I get, I get global politics now. <laughs> For growing up in a very, like, evangelical family, my parents are not conservative when it comes to film. They are and... not. I think that's why I forget that your parents are evangelicals. <laughs> I know. Because culturally, they kind of don't care. Like yeah, your, not your, really. Your dad listens to all sorts of different types mm-hmm. of music. Mm-hmm. Your mom has 
seen Slapshot in the movie theater. <laughs> Multiple which, times. Which, which is something I've never achieved. <laughs> you know? So, yeah. Yeah, so we had an extensive VHS collection of recorded movies, yeah. you know, from HBO. And um, I had I access your, to a lot of movies. I brought your dad to see had. Joker, for Christ's sake. <laughs> That's right. Like, like and if there's ever a movie that I know Rachel doesn't want to see, yeah. I'm like, I'll just bring her dad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty great. It also means I saw a lot of shit I probably shouldn't have at a really young age. <laughs> but that's beside the point. Okay. So, this might be the most recent disaster we've ever covered. It's literally just like four months ago. It has to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, it, it's really hard to When put we started it, this podcast, this disaster had not happened yet. Like, not for three years. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, it, it's... It's hard to see this from the long view of history, but a hallmark of this storm right now seems to be the relatively minimal coverage it mm-hmm. got and the slow recovery response. And a huge part of that is, let's say this one more time, this is 2020 and we're basically in disaster fatigue mode. It's like, okay, just keep, you know, it's like we got into Trump fatigue, which was like, he just said constantly horrid things one after another until we got like inured to it. And, and like it's like oh this horrible thing happened this horrible thing remember when the pentagon admitted there's ufos and yeah, like, it yeah was, okay that, it was literally like a second page story <laughs> what the fuck motherfucker what the fuck like so so and, imagine, and, and, and a lot of people speculate that's why they put it out they're like right like they're just like, slide it in like we put looking. it out now nobody's even gonna pay attention so like when people are like there's a there was a horrid derecho in the midwest like in the middle of the uh, pandemic, uh-huh. nobody knows what that means. California is still literally on fire. Yes. Like now. Half, yeah, right now, <laughs> right the second as we are speaking, and as you will be receiving this message, uh, message, <laughs> California will still be on fire. And I can't tell you the last time I saw. Like I look for because I watch a lot of independent media, so mm-hmm. I know about it. Uh, that's not on major network news at all anymore but here's the thing as of this recording we have exceeded 285,000 people dying of COVID in the U.S. so how do you put anything in perspective when that's going on it's incredibly difficult um also in the first three months of the pandemic unemployment was higher than it ever was during the 08 crash Yes, it was. It, well, it was the highest almost, I, I want to say it was the highest since like 1932. Something like that since yeah. like a, just past the, or in the middle of the Depression part, yeah. like during the Depression. So it'll never be, it'll never be bookkeeping wise as high as it was in the Great Depression because we've changed around how we do the numbers. <laughs> nice. Make since it a little then. easier. But, but yeah. The long and short is it's hard to keep perspective of any given problem this year because everything is awful all the time. And none of us can comprehend it anymore. Like, that's how bad it well, is. Well, I, th- I think it's, uh, uh, as Americans, all of us, yes. uh, right now we're in that phase where we all kind of have the thousand yard stare. Yeah, a little bit. Like, we're just... Like, just get the fuck through this. Like, we're just looking ahead. Like, it looks like we're looking ahead, but we're really not, but it looks that way. So let's let's just get through this. Yep. And, and maybe that's, at this point, maybe that's the best tack to take. I don't know... We can, you know what, you know what, to anybody who is listening, you know what you did? You put one foot in front of the other, 
You're just keep alive? Going. Just keep going. You fucking had a banner year in 2020 that you are still around. That is all... Because a lot of people who worked really hard are not around right now. There's plenty of people. Not to their, not to their fault. And there's so, plenty of people who were working really hard who literally got tossed out of a job, not yeah. to anything that they did. Mm-hmm. And a lot of those people are homeless right now, mm. sadly. Oh, but David, housing isn't a human right, so it doesn't matter. Well, we don't want socialism. God, no. That's communism, David. David... It's communism. We need to take care of all the people that caused this problem. First, that money will trickle down. And it'll get to the people... Because Reagan was right all along. It'll get to the people who are homeless on the street. They'll eventually get their bundle of cash. Except they won't. Ever. I cannot tell you how horrific (laughs) capitalism is. Let's move on. The pandemic and the depression also resulted in local news running on shoestring budgets, meaning the derecho didn't get even a ton of local media coverage just because there weren't people to do it. Um, and that didn't, then that didn't make its way into the national headlines either. Add to that, that this is in the middle of an election season. And I literally wrote, and Bob's your uncle. Oh, and it was also the start of the NFL season, so oh, well, it's who definitely the not. Fuck cares about that, David? <laughs> Talk about some bullshit. The Bills are. They eight. are also past past the Bills, long COVID. The Bills God are eight and that. three. I will remember this year. <laughs> fuck your Bills! God damn it! Hey, the Dolphins are seven. Four. I don't give a shit about the Dolphins. It's, fuck it's, the Dolphins. It's a rivalry again. I don't care. <laughs> this is horrible. That's what makes this. Uh, that's what makes this year even more bizarre. The AFC East is coming down to Buffalo and Miami. <laughs> All right, I'm just gonna read my last paragraph. If Miami makes the Super Bowl, then this will be the craziest fucking year ever. I am in history. On I'm record. moving on to my tequila. So unfortunately, I'm on to like my How last. Much? You've got like a lot of that left. Oh, I barely sipped it. Yeah. Oh, mine's all gone. Oh, I know. Yeah. Yeah, I had it's, my beer though. You've been slacking. I'll try to catch up. So probably one of the scariest parts of this disaster is how it is yet another sign that we are very much starting to live among a much larger disaster than even the COVID pandemic. What do you think that is? Uh, Maybe climate change? Ding, ding, ding. Maybe. Judges said yes. The result of over a century of abusing the planet has led to a year that has seen horrific wildfires... The most active, the most active Atlantic hurricane season on record. Yes, we had to go to the next set of uh, names. Yes, and the popularization of a once forgotten term, derecho, that could become all too familiar in the years or even months to come. That, my friends, is the goddamn motherfucking story (laughs) of the 2020 Midwest derechos and how if you are just existing right now you are fucking killing it yes and you don't need to do anything else but get through this shit just hang in there god damn it cheers fuck you 2020 there we go that doesn't sound really good aluminum next to stone (laughs) (laughs) that's really empty it doesn't doesn't work work. (laughs) yeah there's no clink here you have your stone glass here i do it's empty but uh, they're <laughs> not gonna—they're like not gonna break. Like you it think? It sounds me? like a weird 
percussion instrument. Oh, oh, I forgot. I forgot you still had tequila in there. Drink it, for Christ's sake. I'm not going to, like, shoot it. It's good tequila. I spent $30 on that bottle, goddammit. There you go. I sip tequila. All right. So. Here, I'll get that for you. There you go. Oh, guys. Guys. (laughs) Life is life. Yes, it is. I think everybody understood what I meant by that. <laughs> yeah, they did. I did too. If, I was just agreeing. If um, Amy and some of our other uh, listeners feel like listening to us is like uh, going out for drinks with friends, this is the sloppy part. I was gonna say this. Evening. This was the this was the Saturday night after the Thursday <laughs> that you realized you didn't get the job. That you thought. <laughs> like that's what that's that's what this podcast is. <laughs> Oh, but now we know what a derecho is. I've never heard of it before. And holy shit. And that, God damn it, I'm so sorry. I think sorry. that sounds scarier than a hurricane. It, it, here's why. You track a hurricane from day one. You, yeah. You, they, they've got their eyes on those motherfuckers. This thing Just came out shows of up out of nowhere. nowhere. Yeah. Fucking nowhere. And it's confused with a tornado. Mm-hmm. Well, in some parts it causes tornadoes right. or is a part mm-hmm. of a tornado. Mm-hmm. And it confuses um, wind speeds, and it confuses... Well, it it really only gets defined after the fact, right. because it's just severe weather like that's being warned, because it, they like don't no, know how far it's going to go. Or... It's like nobody can put all the pieces together ahead of time. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's like it, you can only... Yeah. Yeah. It's like you know there's going to be, okay, there's going to be a high wind advisory. Right. It happened mm-hmm. a lot where I grew up. Um. But you don't know. But they don't tell you on top of that. There'll be several tornadoes. <laughs> there will be uh, 110 mile gusts that last for 30 minutes, which is what the, what the fuck? That's not a gust. That's, that's a hurricane, yes, you motherfucker. That's something else. <laughs> a gust is short and sweet, right? And violent, right? <laughs> yeah, it doesn't. Mm-hmm. It doesn't last for 30 minutes. This is a gust. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you feel yeah. that like people like occasionally when you're riding on the interstate you'll feel that in your car yes, when there's uh-huh. like high wind you'll mm-hmm. feel your car mm-hmm. shift imagine imagine driving in that for a half an hour like no thanks <sighs> again another reason like i'll never uh, the one place on earth i know for damn sure i will never live mm-hmm. is the midwest never gonna live there i'll visit there how, you know, I'll, I'll never live there. No. So way. I've lived in, uh, outside of the Twin Cities and then in Southern Indiana. Nope. Um, I don't remember a ton about Southern Indiana. I mean, I was really it's young on, on both parts, but, um, nice people, lots of hot dish. Sure. Um, not in Southern Indiana. That was more Southern. Uh, there was also a power plant in our town and a very high incidence of cancer. There you go. Mm. I wonder, if those, I wonder if those <laughs> things have anything to do with each other. <laughs> there was a nuclear power plant and everybody in the neighborhood was sick all the time. Don't know why that was. Well, that why was seems that? like a random coincidence. <laughs> Must have been the wind. <laughs> Fake news. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. I, I don't. I. You know it's a bad year when it's like you look at a... <laughs> a giant bottle, bottle, bottle of tequila being like yeah that thing is gonna be done in like a couple of days oh my god <laughs> but you know what that's that's really something i wanted to kind of 
reinforce is like if you're someone who's struggling in 2020 which is basically literally everyone on the planet or at the very least everyone in our in the united states right I was now say, I, for the most part americans you know what i mean fucking which New the rest Zealand, of the, you guys are doing which the rest amazing, of the world but... doesn't really care that americans are struggling let's be honest like frankly we fucking deserve it <laughs> not individuals no the the people that run our government yeah. But they won't get the oh, they won't get that end of it ever. Trump fucking survived COVID. How is that you know what that if that's not proof that there's not a god, I don't know what there well, is. Well he survived it because he has all the money in the world and he's the president. He gets the top care in the world. Which the president should. Maybe not that one. But anyway, whatever. <laughs> I don't even know how to fa- recover your, from your that. Your face right now. <laughs> but the but, president of the United States should receive okay. the top medical okay. care in the world, even if it's okay. somebody that lost that doesn't their presidency that, by three million votes. Yeah, yeah. Um, long and short, what I'm trying to say is, don't feel like you have to literally do anything but survive to make this a successful year. All you have to do is get to the next thing. Whatever the next day's thing is. Just that's keep going. all you have to do. Like, uh, no one... And if anyone expects any more of you, tell them that I told them to fuck <laughs> off. And if you need me to call them and tell them to fuck off, god damn it, do you well, know, you know I will? Well, you know what? Rachel from All Bad Things told me to tell you to go fuck, fuck off. Fuck yourself. Yeah, fuck off. <laughs> fuck off, mom or or friend that, that or statement boss would shock somebody so much they'd be like who is rachel from all bad things and why are they telling me to fuck off you don't need to know all you need to know is that <laughs> rachel from all bad things is no one to trifle with my friends especially after she's drinking tequila and well, spilling you told it, me to. no it, this is the oh is it the bottom it's the bottom oh, it's the conversation oh, here you go here you go you think? Do you th- did you think I was literally spilling it every single time? I kind of did. <laughs> you have that reputation. You're not prone to spilling. <laughs> That's true. Oh my God! Please put me out of my misery. Here, I, I here's the title page. I shall. So. Ah! Yes. That was the 2020 Midwest derecho. Mm-hmm. Say it with the accent. Derecho. Nice. You like that? Yeah. I still can't roll my R's. Derecho. Right. Yes, yeah, there you go. It was that. <laughs> the 2020 Midwest derecho. <laughs> this has been another episode of All Bad Things. I'm David. I'm Rachel. We'll see you next week. I should have said I'm derecho. <laughs> <laughs>